Hello and welcome to another episode of the Boink Radio Podcast here on the Boink Network Discord server. Today we got some cool news for you. There's some new Boink projects coming out. Delta's going to be talking about a Boink OS project he's been working on for over three years now. Uh, We're just going to talk about some Boink stuff. Uh, Yeah. So you're welcome to join us every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time here on the Boink Network Discord server. Everyone is welcome to join in the chat through the voice chat or the text chat. And uh, if you want us to talk about something specific, if you're working on a project having to do with Boink, if you are uh, like a, a project that's not a Boink project specifically, or if you are working on a Boink project specifically, come on in and we'll let you talk about it. Um, I'm your host, Jay Ringo, joined as always by the main man, Delta, sitting in his brick room. How's it going? Yeah, it's going good. I got a very, uh, I got a lovely new condiment today. <laughs> Another one straight from Bilpin, Apple Country. You are definitely supporting Bilpin these days. You're the reason they yep. survive. Good for you. Well, they need... <laughs> I'm not the reason they survive, but the whole collective up there is the reason why they survive. They have a little community up there. And uh, from that community, I bought some apple jelly. Yes, that's right. Apple jelly. It almost looks like honey, and it's almost as viscous as honey. And uh, put it on your bread, put it on anything, it tastes really nice. Um, as far as I can taste, it almost tastes exactly like strawberry jam, except it just doesn't have the chunks. And chunks of bees? Does it have chunks of bees? <laughs> Man, I wish. <laughs> that was good I, I, I'll, I'll spoil the next one. I do have some special type of honey that I'm going to bring in next time. I'm going to get to see them. Chunks <laughs> of bees. Yeah. I, I really wanted to see that one when you were talking about it, all those weeks ago yeah well don't worry you might be you might be surprised next time i come in but anyway i still have my tea so don't worry about that hey all right and i'm drinking that plain old water but otherwise we are in a bit of a rush today because i have to go celebrate inches and feet and uh fahrenheit degrees fahrenheit uh with the rest of my you want to say you have to celebrate feet on live live radio (laughs) right right uh measurements of feet It's not even better. That's not any Yeah, better. it's not better. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with inches. I'm going to celebrate inches. Uh, so we're just going to jump into it. All right. So uh, we got a bunch of really cool stuff to talk about today. I almost just said this morning because I just I feel like I'm in Australia with you, man. Um, first, coming out of World Community Grid and their Fight A's at Home project, uh, the project has identified a new potential target to basically stop HIV. For those who are not fully familiar with the HIV-AIDS combination, HIV is the virus, human immunodeficiency virus, something like that. Uh, let me get the th- I got it right let me get the full name. It's, it's, it's human immunodeficiency virus. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then that will that virus is freaking amazing. If you are a fan of viruses, it is one to look into because it just constantly evolves within a human, like within the same human. It'll continuously evolve. Uh, so like the coronavirus, uh, it, it's it's a coronavirus. It spent a long time biologically evolving into the form that it currently occupies, and it doesn't take giant leaps in evolution very rapidly. It still will take them, but not as rapidly as something like the flu virus, which has a specific mechanism that lets it like twist its its genetics around very easily. So the flu virus uh, mutates, you know, between two people, uh, you might get a mutation. The HIV virus will mutate almost every time it divides within a human body. So it's 
this is why you can't stop this thing. It is absolutely insane. But what we can stop is the onset of AIDS, which is acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, which is when the, the HIV virus um, just is, is in you for so long, it basically destroys your immune system because you're trying to fight it off for <laughs> forever. Uh, so, uh, right, if we can, we, we have drug regimens and, and, and whatnot that can sort of basically prolong life to the point where you die from something else before you die of AIDS, but it's like you have to take drugs every day for the rest of your life. It's still, it's a big deal. Uh, but we have nothing to stop the HIV virus. So this project uh, has just found a new target might be uh, it, it has potential right so they're trying to uh be a blocker similar to how uh all the projects that are working on the coronavirus are trying to block uh the coronavirus from jumping into your cells uh this is similar this project fight aids at home is doing the same thing with the hiv virus uh and they, they found some cool stuff uh having to do with uh protease <laughs> uh, honestly, I can't even pronounce that one myself. <laughs> they have it right in the article, right? It's it should be protease. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like an enzyme. It's a protease enzyme, yes. Uh, and if if you can, um, it's essentially doing the same thing as the freaking coronavirus projects. If you can stop the virus from docking with a cell uh, and, and disrupt the proteins and and the way they they interact with the body, then you can stop the virus from replicating within the human body. So uh, they have found uh, a new potentially druggable region, that's a direct quote, on the surface of the HIV-1 capsid protein, uh, which uh, when they're targeted with the virtual screenings, which is what uh, you're doing when you're crunching this project on Rural Community Grid, uh, it seems to... um, the, the the compounds they target with they have potential blockers i'm pretty sure uh so that's really cool like this is you know we're we're constantly talking about the coronavirus and and rosetta at home and pandemics open pandemics with rural community grid and tn grid and gpu grid and and tac which is a project we often forget to mention but they're also working on uh some coronavirus stuff but there are other projects working on other viruses on a both foundational and translational level this is very much translational research uh and here is a great reminder that they are making progress. So every cycle you contribute to these types of projects are being used. Uh, you don't just need to contribute to the coronavirus projects. Go to all of them. So, And uh, we thank all the crunches that came on during the start of the pandemic because uh, that actually really helped get a whole bunch of work out of the way and it really accelerated all the research that they're doing. Awesome. Yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. Uh, all right, so... Moving on here, and in the same vein, we're going to jump to uh, a user here in the chat on this Discord and listening to us live. Hello, Crunchy Haggis. Also, probably the best username here. I'm sorry, everyone else. Great username. Uh, but he is hey, here. Crunchmelon's good. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> he is here representing the University of Aberdeen in Scotland. Uh, and he mentions that um, they, have, uh, they had idle uh, classrooms probably because of COVID, and uh, they directed their computations from those idle classrooms to Rosetta at home, and they just earned their 133 millionth credit. I think I said that right, but they've earned 133 million credits. That is crazy. Delta, give us some perspective on that, because I know you crunch Rosetta at home. Yes, so I have chosen to take Boink Australia 
the team as uh, a comparison to this. Boink Australia has been uh, signed up to Rosetta since 2005, and they only have a measly 470 million credits from Rosetta. And whereas this team, um, the, what do they call themselves? Uh, oh, yeah, just the University of um, Aberdeen. Uh, that's the team name. Uh, they've crunched 133 million credits, and they only started, what, uh, two months ago, by the looks of it. Uh, oh, sorry, not two months ago, four months ago. This is crazy. This is what we're talking about. Telsa, you and I have talked about this so many times. Just, like, finding, like, institutions that have idle processing power laying around and all the time. getting permission to use it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, yes, yes. But if we as Boink, as a network, as a community, and, and maybe entities in the future, if, you know, people build nonprofits and all that stuff around this amazing technology, uh, if we can go out and talk to these universities or companies or what have you and convince them to bring their cycles, their idle cycles into Boink, two months, 133 million credits on Rosetta. And we all know Rosetta just came out with the news the other week uh, that they have taken another step forward in finding a potential vi or vaccine for the uh, coronavirus. So like this was just one university coming from Scotland. Imagine if we did it to like 50 universities around the world. Imagine if we did it to 5,000 universities around the world. Imagine how quickly we could get science done. Imagine if we targeted all the phones around the world. That, there's just so much potential out there. So folks listening to this, come into the community. We got some very capable people who have been doing this for a very long time who would love to help. If you're a young person who has no experience, no idea what to do in order to get your, your high school or your university or your friends to get onto Blank, come in here and say that and we'll help you walk through it and we'll do it. We'll help put docs together for your university um, and, and all that stuff because there is like some drawbacks to it. So Crunchy Haggis mentions in the chat said that they had to uh, stop recently because the cost of energy went up and there's that's, there's no getting around that. <laughs> Boink takes energy, which costs money, and turns it into heat. And well, through that process creates uh, statistical results, right? And that costs money. So there are a couple uh, communities working on how to fix that issue. A lot of them have to do with cryptocurrencies, but there are other biz potential business models around Boink that could be built uh, and, and how to sort of offset the cost of electricity when it comes to crunching this awesome science. I would have thought that because if there's if there's not that many students going to the university, wouldn't um, crunching just cause the same energy usage to occur yeah but i don't think universities are getting any income right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> understandable but also before we move on i'd like to point out that on the boink stats website the australian flag if you mouse over it it says american samoa wow okay <laughs> i'm disappointed <laughs> <laughs> we gotta leave a note there uh mr hag is here points out that uh, when the PCs are, generally when PCs are not in use, they go to sleep, right? So if if oh, right. they're at school, then the PC goes to sleep when they're asleep. So if you're now crunching with them, that makes sense. So it's a higher energy uses. Excellent observation there. Uh, so huge shout out to uh, Crunchy Haggis here for representing the university and for a uh, huge shout out to the University of Aberdeen for throwing all this work at Rosetta. That's awesome. Uh, Hopefully we can get more people. Crunchy Haggis, if you want to let us know any of the issues that you guys ran into, if you are familiar with the issues while setting up a university to run that level of computation, uh, please do. And we will use that information to put together documentation for future uh, outreach initiatives. 
Um, but yeah, I did mention that, it, imagine how quickly we could get science done if all these universities and institutions were putting uh, their cycles in. But Boink isn't just about amazing science projects. Uh, Boink is about a permissionless system where anyone can come in and make a distributed computing project if they have the data to crunch it. A great example of this is a new project that's just crunched up, which might be my new favorite, called Minecraft at Home. Crunched up. <laughs> did I say crunched up? You said crunched up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Perfect uh, misspeak. I almost spat out my tea. <laughs> I saw you laugh, and I'm like, what did it happen? <laughs> Well, uh, no, Minecraft at home. These guys are doing a couple interesting stuff with the game Minecraft. Uh, not the least interesting of which is looking for really tall cacti. And they have currently found a uh, a 22 block high cactus, which I am not a Minecraft player myself, but I am told that is a freaking tall cactus. So, uh, right. Yeah. How can a cacti be longer than three blocks? Uh, there's a very rare glitch, especially at very far places in the map, where cactuses can actually grow taller than that. <laughs> so. so, and these guys are using... Dis I don't know too much about how it works, but uh, they have their own Discord, and they have a very responsive community. Uh, I do have some PMs I'm going to look at, and I'll share some information with you real quick. But the just the, the, the joy behind this project is overwhelming. <laughs> it's, like, it's a great example of um, just... Uh, bringing Boink to a community that would enjoy Boink by relating it to that community. Like, people who play Minecraft, I'm sure, love this sort of uh, computer stuff. And now there's you can use it in Minecraft. I don't know. It blows my mind. Delta, you know more about Minecraft than me if you want to talk a little bit about it. Yeah, and um, if you think this research might be pointless, it's actually not. Uh, by actually going through the most um, ruthless and most hardest tasks that you could probably possibly think of, like brute forcing different worlds of Minecraft, generating them, finding cacti, and finding the tallest cacti, that's, that can actually be useful for something. And the thing that's useful for is actually finding bugs, essentially. If you, It's what's called fuzzing. So um, one method of fuzzing is to just send random data to a service, um, a website, a computer system, a kernel, just anything. And eventually it might crash or it might run into an issue or something might happen. And if I find that bug, that bug can actually be used to fix something. And so I don't know, maybe uh, Mojang or now Microsoft, because Microsoft owns it, I think, they can probably use this data to help improve Minecraft. So there you go. And uh, the great thing is that uh, it's bringing more people into Boink, and hopefully a fraction of those people will go and find other Boink projects. It's an interesting project because I also had similar idea, not, not exactly for simulating Minecraft or finding cacti, but for improving the map generator by basically testing many instances of new map generator that I've write. Well, I didn't yet, but I could. And I uh, found a paper on this topic, and they actually did what I wanted to do, but not didn't really make it into the game. Well, there you go. There's people making papers about Minecraft. <laughs> it wasn't quite about Minecraft. It was more general. Oh, okay, well, yeah, but still. Uh, it's it's fun when um, video games and popular culture get, uh, get into papers. But yeah, there's, there's Minecraft some... at home for you. There is some uh, interesting math behind uh, map map generation in Minecraft and other similar games. Yeah, and it's just using 
bringing Boink, using Boink to, to do cool stuff with the game or just interesting stuff to solve problems that Minecraft, the Minecraft community might have been trying to solve for a very long time. Like if Minecraft at home solves one of those problems, like finds this giant cactus, which when I tell people that they found this cactus 22 blocks high and they play Minecraft, they're like, that's insane. Like, how can you even do that? So, and like, they have the seed, they have the version, they have the coordinates as well. So you can go and see exactly where it is. Right. And so that's bringing Boink to this giant community. This is what we're talking about, Delta. All these, all these episodes where we're like outreach and marketing and, and bring Boink to people. This is like, they, they just did this. So huge shout out to these guys. This is an amazing project. Uh, and, and this is why I love it. I love it. Not so much for the task it's doing, because like I said, I don't play Minecraft. I've never played Minecraft. But the the implementation of it and the thought behind the project is just, it blows my mind. So uh, I, I'm going to put a link to the Minecraft at Home Discord server and their GitHub repo in the description to this episode. Check them out. Give them a shout out. Send them some love. Send them some cycles. See how many cacti you can get. More than 22 blocks. Let's get a, a, 90, a 47 block uh, cactus. Cool. Uh, there is a, another Boink project that's come up, coming back to the uh, science side of things. Uh, it's called MLC at Home, I believe. Delta, this is definitely your field. <laughs> yep. So MLC stands for Machine Learning Comprehension at Home. Um, and uh, there is um, the, the developer of this project is in the chat. Uh, we know him as the <laughs> ugly bag of mostly water. Uh, um, good man. Yep, and uh, this project, as far as um, they've put up the information onto their site, uh, it's one of the first uh, Boink project. I think it is the first Boink project to actually start training neural networks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, as far as I've read, uh, they're training neural networks off of different data sets to see how they how they act. So I think if I read earlier. Uh, properly, um, they said that they might be training a neural network with good data, and then they might be training a neural network with bad data, seeing how it changes, and just making a general data set of trained neural networks. And um, this is definitely the first time I've ever seen a Boink project that does AI, uh, AI and neural networks and actually training them. Uh, and they've said themselves that this is the first uh, research of its kind in making a data set of neural networks. Usually you'd make a data set for a neural network, but no, they're making a data set of neural networks, which is very interesting. Awesome. This is... Uh... I am overwhelmed by the Boeing community this week because we have two new projects. We have like three results of stuff. Uh, man, I, I don't know what to say. I, I have not researched this project at all, but it's really cool to see it being made, I guess. I, I, I got nothing to say. Does anyone else have anything to add? <laughs> I was going to say, if you're, uh, if you're interested in crunching, currently it only works on Linux. Uh, a Windows application will be coming soon. Uh, as far as I know, it's CPU only. Noted, 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 noted. So toss them some CPUs, cycles, get some data sets crunched. Awesome. Keep us updated on the uh, on the progress of the project, Mr. Water. Bag of, bag of water. <laughs> Mostly water. Mr. Water. <laughs> awesome. Before we get to um, um, Delta's project, Boink OS, uh, Nussie here. Nussie. Book. Uh, Nussie. There we go. Nussie. Uh <laughs> Uh, they like all the new projects, but the one project they're waiting for is Delta's guttering project. And I will support that. It's I was coming doing... soon. Chill out. It's <laughs> <I was> doing... <laughs> doing some uh, guttering over this past week. And it's like, man, I wish I just had a Boink project that told me how to lay everything out for me, which pieces I needed to buy. 
I can relate. And I IKEA at home. <laughs> and also, uh, Crunchy Haggis mentioned that uh, setting up all the the uh, university computers to run Boink was really only a thirty minute job. After testing a few uh, test PCs, they signed up and pushed out the client as a service uh, via SCCM, and it was done. So let that take notice. All other universities, it's not it's not too difficult. Uh, he also mentions that we should give a shout out to the digital research team using the HPC cluster with Folding at Home, uh, coming from Aberdeen. Uh, shout out to those folks over there. Folding at Home is a uh, another distributed computing infrastructure. It is currently the largest supercomputer in the world, breaking the exaflop barrier like crazy. It's doing amazing work with the coronavirus and other protein folding uh, problems. So give them a, a, a look if you are looking around the uh, HPC world. Uh, HPC stands for high performance computing, if anyone is wondering. Yeah, was, it sounds a lot like HP. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we do not like HP here. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I don't like HP either. Oh, customer service, let me tell you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to look for a regular week while Delta is talking about his project, Boink OS. And just a reminder for folks if you want your shot, at Rig of the Week, jump on the Boink Network Discord server and post a picture and description of your rig in the Crunching channel, and you might win. What might you win? A big first prize. Of respect and honor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Delta, what is this thing? I remember you started this so many years ago, and I thought it was really, really cool. I did. Uh, I did start it a very long time ago. It was, uh, I think, I counted three years ago. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I actually got an email from someone who's actually still using it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and so, yeah, so as, as far as the name's concerned, you could probably pick up on what it is. It's Boink OS. So it's basically an operating system made for Boink. Um, and basically all it does is it's just a quick operating system that you can load up onto a hard drive or you can load up onto a USB. Just plug it in and start crunching. Uh, at least that's what I intended it to be. Uh, it was a lot more complex uh, when I was actually making it because I did start making it when I was 16. And so I was quite naive with my programming and systems development, but I did manage to get it working. Um, and I remember I, I have a really great website for it. Um, I think it's like Git, it's a GitHub IO website. Um, it should still be up. It's on my old GitHub repository that I got locked out of, so I can't actually change it. Oh, did <laughs> you even make this? Prove that you made this. You just stole another Delta software. <laughs> I made it. Okay. And um, yeah, unfortunately, it was because my phone died and I lost the two-factor keys, and now I, I'm completely locked out of my old GitHub. So that's why I'm on GitLab now, and I do have an alternate Git GitHub account, but I barely use it. Um, but yeah, so it's on my old GitHub account. Uh, and you can check out all my stuff on there. Uh, it should be Delta 1512 if you want to check it out. And uh, it should have some old versions of Boink OS, uh, Boink OS on there. Um, and I had uh, a lot of different... Uh, I, well, I didn't have a lot, but I had different uh, versions of Boink OS. Uh, so, for example, one of them was a graphical installation. Uh, one of them was a headless installation. One of them was a USB installation. Um, it was great. And... Uh, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun making it, but then it slowly came along that I was getting to the end of high school, to the start of university, so I couldn't really develop this stuff anymore, and um, I just basically suspended development um, after, I think, the first year and a half. So it's got a very old version of Linux now, because I used Arch Linux to, to build that thing. Uh, it has an old version of Boink, but it should still work. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it, 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 uh, as far as I can see, there's people who are still using it. Uh, apparently, it still works, and um, people are still able to use it. And uh, um, oh, what else? Um, yeah, so it's decommissioned. It's not uh, being actively developed anymore. I would like it to be developed, and I'm about to talk about exactly why this is a great idea. Um, yep, someone's found the GitHub link. There you go. Um, yeah, so um, the great thing about Boink OS is that it's really easy for people to just get on with it. If someone um, just wants to try out Boink or wants to have a little USB on their keychain where, where whenever they're at like university or something, they can just boot up Boink OS and Boink while also doing their, um, while also doing their uni work or something like that. Uh, or it might be just people who want isolation from the rest of their computer, who don't want to run Boink on their normal computer and just run it in a little sandbox that does nothing, which was my Boink OS operating system. And uh, so I thought that it had really great potential. Uh, and it looks like it did. There were quite a few people who used Boink OS, um, including this guy who miraculously emailed me <laughs> uh, the other day. And... Um, yeah, so it's it's a way to bring Boink to the people. Uh, and yes, that is my GitHub page, yep. Uh, it's a great way to bring Boink to the people. Um, I remember I made my own desktop background for it, made it look interesting, made it easy for people to set up and start going. Um, and yeah, I, I really hope that someone would start developing this because it's a great way to just, as I said, just get it going. I think it's amazing. SecPop's wondering if you uh, have thoughts of ever updating it or continuing the pro or the development yourself. Or unfortunately, not. Uh, it's it's a really really complex thing to set up an operating system. I managed to do it by literally just taking Arch Linux and then just installing stuff inside of it. <laughs> so um, it uh, it was really. Um, as I said, it's, it was naive of me at the time because I didn't know that much. Um, I didn't know as much programming as I did now, um, but I still managed to, got, uh, to get it working. Um, I really hope that someone would update it or at least make it better in the future. Um, I keep saying that uh, this next semester of university, I'll be um, focusing on helping out Boink. Uh, I will not be uh, focusing on my, on my operating system. Um, purely because it's so old, uh, it requires so much maintenance, uh, and yeah, it's it's just uh, crazy. I, I if I could find a way to automate it, I would, uh, but still, that would take a lot of time and testing. And unfortunately, because of university and because of work, uh, it's no longer an option for me. And um, I hope that there would be just some people in the community who um, are dedicated enough to say, "Hey, let's do this again." Uh, MLC has a question for you. Uh, scripts for Linux from scratch. Um, uh, so it is possible to do um, scripts uh, for doing Linux from scratch. I've personally uh. never made Linux from scratch, <laughs> but I do know that it is definitely um, a possibility to automate this stuff. I almost fully automated it, and you can check in my GitHub repository. I have a, a couple of scripts in that in that repository that actually created that operating system as automated as possible, but it still required some manual intervention. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't smart enough back then to know exactly how to fully automate it. Um, and as far as the research that I did, Googling and everything, I still couldn't find everything that I need because you'd be surprised. There's not a lot of tutorials on making your own operating system. <laughs>
<laughs> no, they're not. This is why it's this is a joke around a lot, right? I I mean this as sincerely as possible, man. This is uh, amazing to have done this at 16 with so much thought put into it and so much intent. It doesn't matter if it was uh, done the way you would do it now. You like you're saying, you were learning coding and you learned coding through building an operating system for Boink. Uh, and people use it and they continue to use it. This is uh, an amazing job. This is something very well done, man. Uh, it's just like, I cannot give you enough kudos for this. Uh, f- yeah, you, you just stick around. <laughs> Thank you. And um, <clears throat> I don't regret it at all because uh, now that it's out there, uh, someone can take the idea along and make it better. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this sucker up. I'm going to go measure my feet in inches. And <laughs> oh yeah, happy Fourth of July! <laughs> All right, and uh, we'll we'll see how it goes from there. I mean, I see people typing. We'll let you get your your thoughts in, and if anyone has any, <laughs> Thomas says at sixteen he was doing DOS. Uh, Sackpop says at sixteen he was totally failing to talk to girls. Uh, at sixteen, mm-hmm. I was probably playing soccer. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, regular week before we go. Right, regular week. Thank you. Uh, regular week this week goes to. This is a one-handed drum roll. Loading, Failed loading. Keith! Keith with his rig named Serenity. Whoa. Half of the reason he wins this week is because of the name. Shout out to all the Firefly, Firefly fans out there. What a great show. Oh, man. They'll bring it back one day, right? <clears throat> no, right. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Firefly is a great Joss Whedon show. It's only had one season, but uh, one movie. It's really... For Jane! Exactly. <laughs> Sack pop knows. Uh, so this rig is, uh, we got a couple pictures of it. I will post the other ones in the chat once I'm done saying what it is. It is a Ryzen R930, uh, so many numbers. Holy jeez. It is a R9949836566. <laughs> now that's American. <laughs> this is a Ryzen R9-3950X uh, four and a quarter gigahertz core. Uh, Asus Corsair V7 Hero motherboard with three RTX 2080 hybrid GPUs, 32 gigabytes of RAM running at 3600 megahertz. CL14 fast timings. Optimus PC cooling foundation CPU block with Optimus DeFi reservoir oh, wow. pump. Uh, it's got an XSPC RX 360 radiator with Noctua NF A12 X25 push-pull <laughs> fans and a thermal take level 20 XT case and man is that case a beast this whole rig is a beast it even comes with the dust as well <laughs> no offense keith but i can see it's a little dusty it is it has been in its place for a while crunching away but to be fair my one's pretty dusty too i think i have the same fans the noctuas chances are you do <laughs> um the only thing it's missing for me is some rgb leds Amen. Amen to that. Yeah. Uh, also, a bit of commentary on, on what it actually looks like. Uh, it's in a very, it's in a very wide case by the looks of it. There's plenty of room. Um, the motherboard is standing up flat, so like it's flat on the desk. So it has to be a wide case. Um, they have their radiator has three fans on it, uh, and the radiator is connected to some tubing, where the tubing actually has some sort of like. Um, uh, a little information display or something by the looks of it. I'm not sure what that's for, but that looks really interesting. It's like uh, probably measuring temperature and uh, water pressure, maybe, just to make sure that the system's going all right. I've never actually seen that before. Yeah, I was wondering what that is. I think you're right. That makes sense. 
looks like a pump. That could oh, be that, the pump yeah, in the monitor for the pump. The yeah. Pump. yeah. Good call, Thomas. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations, Keith. You win yourself a badge when we ever get our team going, and you win yourself respect. Uh, I'll 3D and honor. print one. I'll 3D print one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Committing to it. Careful. <laughs> and we I will don't end... actually have a 3D printer. <laughs> we'll end on this thought by Crunchy Haggis. Oh, shoot. I keep forgetting to say stuff. Guys, the virtual workshop is very likely happening. This is news, news flash for you. If you are interested in contributing to organizing this thing, PM me. We're just getting the discussion started. Uh, there are projects that are on board. We're starting to get the little infrastructure, uh, the, the uh, itinerary, that's the word, uh, planned out and and sort of the whole idea for it. I'm still committed to flipping pancakes for at least a significant portion of the show. Delta has said he's he's committed to trying to get his 360-degree camera robot. I could talk about that, actually. <laughs> really? Go for I it. I was talking to the guy that manages it, and uh, he said, if you want to stream 360 degrees, it's not that great. Uh, because it basically stretches out the entire 360 degrees across the whole screen. <laughs> it doesn't uh, that look particularly gr- good. That sounds great to me. I don't know. I mean, I'm <laughs> happy to still do it. Like <laughs> That's fine with me. But uh, as for other things, uh, I'm actually looking for people in my university um, who actually made Boink projects or run uh, Zooniverse projects, because I know there are a few in my university that actually do it, so we can probably talk with them. Uh, and also, I'm looking for other science communicators. So I'm part of a scholars group uh, where there are a couple of science communicators, and I'm also seeing if there's anyone in my university who'd like to communicate some stuff. So hopefully, we get we can get some panelists awesome that would be great i mean uh uh uh, yeah a panel would be really fun Uh, right now the discussion is about project updates and and sort of introductory stuff and and i know you and i we want to put together something on science communication and we want boink radio to be there and uh, there's a lot of stuff hand out the boink radio t-shirts and hand out coasters Oh man, if only it was physical. Next year, and next year. YouTube advertisement. Right. So if you want to help with like marketing or advertising anywhere, if you're in a community that you think would love this sort of stuff, uh, reach out to us. We'll put together the media for you. Uh, there's a lot of really talented people here in this Discord and in the larger Boink network. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll get it done. We're, we want to make this thing really fun, and we want to make it so we can do it again every year you know we can have the physical workshops but like a lot of people have brought up you can't go there when you live in australia unless it's in australia yeah <laughs> i'm gonna try and bring it to australia next time good luck good i'm luck. gonna make a i'm gonna make a huge impression when you watch me on on the 360 degree camera you're gonna say i want to be in australia for Black like, workshop <laughs> 2021 <laughs> i can't wait you know wait to see how that plays out all right but before that, we're going to have another episode next week and the week after and the week after. And we do these every week at 5 p.m. Eastern time on the Boink Network Discord server. Oh, by the way, I got the TN Grid project brief up on the Boink Network uh, uh, podcast distribution network. It's about uh, time. Yeah, <laughs> the other one uh, will be up shortly. Uh, so take a listen to those. Otherwise, we'll see you next Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern time, right here in the Book Network Discord. Who knows what we'll be talking about, but we'll be sure to have a good time. See you next week. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you later. See you. Happy 4th of July. Woo! How do I not see you? Oh, people have had issues before. It's it's on your end on Discord, so you got to figure out what's going on. I I see you, but I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, wow. I don't... Okay. <laughs> <laughs>